0: You're listening to Up Your Brave on RCR, Reality Check Radio.
1: Welcome back to the Up Your Brave show. Thank you so much for being here. Today, I am so thrilled to be talking to my long-term friend. And when I say long-term, I mean 10 years friend, the incredible Lisa Black. She's an author. She organically will amplify your business the feminine way. She says she's a Torian, pleasure-loving heart seer. And you can find her on Instagram, Lisa underscore Black underscore. Lisa actually spoke at my in-person event last year in 2022, my line event, and she wowed the crowd then. Be sure to have a pen and paper ready. I don't know. I just find myself taking a lot of notes when Lisa when Lisa talks, but you might just want to sit there and absorb as she talks about everything from imposter syndrome through to the concept of repelling to attract. We're going to be talking about the overarching topic of owning your power, but specifically for Lisa, from destroyed to undestroyable. Welcome, Lisa.
0: Mm, what a beautiful topic and what a beautiful year to be talking about being undestroyable too.
1: I think everyone can take some inspiration. From your journey, your story, and um, I think we're all, you know, undestroyable in our own way. Hey, for those of you that haven't met Lisa, Lisa is a feminine business amplifier, a homeschooling mom to two. She became the sole financial provider for her family for five years when she broke with tradition and shed all the outdated masculine ways to pioneer a feminine approach to business. Imposter syndrome is a callback to integrity and self-authorization. She's also the publisher of four books. Oh my goodness, she's been in business for 14 years and she's an incredible speaker too. Lisa, I'm so honored to have you here today, my friend.
0: I always love interviews with you because you get straight to the heart and you dance so deliciously. It's enthralling to be beside you, so I'm I'm so happy to be here.
1: Oh, thank you. Well, before we dive into the topic... I want to honor you. I've mentioned this before, um, but the up your, so this is the up your brave show, which is all about community connections, confidence, and courage. And I, I always tribute it back to you because I vividly remember I went to a workshop with you where I was an attendee. You were running it with Natalie Toloff. And I think I said, I just do all these things and people are always confused because I do so many things. What is it that I do? And you simply said, Nat, you're a trailblazer, <laughs> Nat. You help people to up their brave. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're so right. That's exactly what I do. And then, so that was about six years ago and mm-hmm. and I've been using it ever since. So kudos okay. to you for seeing okay. that. And sometimes we need somebody else okay. to show us what exactly we do. It's so difficult to see ourselves, where I use the analogy that it's like
0: looking up into a dark, inky sky filled with stars. And we're overwhelmed by the depth and breadth of our own life and our personal experience. But in my relationship with you, I had just listened and banked so much information and all of your backstory... When we look for a consistent thread of what weaves between our personal and our professional life, we see the intersection of what I call our sovereign territory. This is where everything you do, you up your brave and you invite everyone near you to up your brave. So it's so easy for me to see. And now this is my career,
1: (laughs) seeing people and reflecting where they own their genius, which is their value in the world. I know. And that's so important. And I think, I know you and I both work with, predominantly woman, woman in business, but so many, anyone, anyone and everyone can benefit from taking a step back and Mm. looking at going, you know, I am, what does owning my power mean to me? You know, if I was to be undestroyable, what would that look like? And how would I show up? So if you, if I can just hand the mic to you, can you Mm. share with us like a little bit on this topic from destroyed to undestroyable? What does that mean as much as you're willing to share Mm. and how did you navigate through?
0: Mm. I think it was surprising for me to listen again and again to women talk about imposter syndrome in business and how much the perceptions that others held of them inhibited their expression, their offers, their ability to show up in business. And I very quickly realized that because I had been destroyed so many times by key people in my life, right through my childhood, I'd actually really reached the point that by the time I was in business, I refused to give anyone else any internal territory in my world to shame me, make me bad or make me wrong. And so sometimes we don't know our value until we see what other people really appreciate in us. So the destruction that I had gone through. Um, with one of my core family members being my greatest enemy, repeatedly undermining me, um, gaslighting me. That um, was such a gift to learn how to stand against opposition really early. So through the repeated destruction process, I really learned how to destroy intentionally some of the parts of me that permitted me to allow that to happen. And that was what really birthed me into Mm. this indestructible, undestroyable woman, because I will not give any power to anyone else
1: in my sovereign territory. It's an interesting choice of words, isn't it? That allowed me to destroy that part of me. Because I guess I'm always like, what are you willing to lovingly let go of? You know, and it's like, who am I not going to be anymore? But for you, it's so intense and powerful and potent, which are, Ideal words for you and what you do—you destroyed that part of you that was, that just wasn't. It wasn't serving anybody.
0: Well, that that yearned to be nurtured and seen and loved and celebrated, and very quickly assessed that that was not going to be available. And I think this is what's so confronting. Uh, the Chinese analogy says that the deeper we descend in the first half of our life. That will match the trajectory of our ascent in the second half of our life. So my life now, Mm -hmm. I'm 2040 next week, is really making a lot of sense as to why the opposition was so steep, because my ability to really stand in my power and call other people to revoke any permission to anyone else, to degrade them, desecrate them, or destroy them, has really become my superpower. I'm known for this now, Mm -hmm. for this potency and ferocity. And I'm obviously very gentle and, and very generous as well. But I love that I'm known for being fierce because mm. we need to see women who are gentle and ferocious in the world because it's so rare.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I feel like you are, when I think of you, I think like you're very lovey and expressive and gushy, in, in, but so strong. And so and fierce is the word, so strong and so Self-assured, but obviously not always so, right? No. So if someone's listening and they're like, I want to be fierce or I want to be a bit of a warrior in my life, because that is what 2023 is about, to yes. a certain extent, evaluating what we will and won't stand for, taking you know accountability or or allowing others to take accountability for what's gone on, etc. Yeah. I mean, are there I know this is what you do in your work, but what are what can you share with us today? Mm -hmm. some things that people can do if they're like, I want to stand in my power more, or I want to be more fierce or warrior. How do I even start?
0: Mm. I think being really comfortable and celebrating ourselves and being disliked, rejected and walked away from is a really core skill, um, particularly for, you know, women and those who are female bodied. It is so important to understand that Our self-celebration and our self-embracing that when someone departs, really owning that that has nothing to do with us, if you can shift that narrative, it means that you ultimately always stay in the power position and anyone else's behavior to move towards me, right, is then not accredited to me either And likewise, them leaving is not accredited to me either. This is purely whether their relationship with the part they sense in me with themselves is in rapport or disrepair. So if I'm being ferocious and fierce, and someone is not comfortable with the part of themselves, they will have to leave my presence. Mm -hmm. People who are wanting to become more self-advocating and more powerful in the world flock. And I have to likewise not be attached to that, not need that. So this idea of sovereignty is key to being unlikable and therefore
1: truly lovable. That is so good. This part of sovereignty is key to being unlikable and therefore truly lovable. So good. You know, it's funny when I think of some of my, and I know, you know, as the go-to girl, I know thousands and thousands of people, but a lot of the women that I, and I'm a big believer as you know, in co-opetition, not competition. So a lot of other women who are quote unquote successful in business or whatever, I'm just so excited for us. I don't really do the comparisonitis, but I know that imposter syndrome is very, very um common. You know, it's very easy for a lot of people, especially women, to feel not good enough and all that. Yeah. Um, a lot of my business besties, I would say are ott like over the top, like a bit too much. you yeah. know, like me, I, I probably I am too. and I, I I really love that. But I know that some people, you're right, they will be repelled by that. And that's ok. Well, that's it's, ok. It's actually ideal because. Mm if you're not
0: distinct and clear enough to allow some people to leave, you will never be distinguished and clear enough for your people to find you. So, you know, when I have unsubscribers and unfollowers or I lose mm-hmm. friends or I have a conversation, it's like, this is not going to work. I deeply celebrate myself for that. Yeah. It's such an uncommon experience. And if we can come back to really nurturing that and being like, yeah, it's stood in your power. You didn't give up. You didn't, Backstep, you didn't try to plead, you didn't try to right adjust yourself to be more palatable to someone else. The people that do appreciate you have that revere and respect that actually reinforces our own sovereignty.
1: I totally agree. I think if we so, to the audience listening, if you imagine being in that place where when someone, whatever, unfollows, unfriends, unsubscribes walks away you actually celebrate it instead of thinking what did I do wrong or how can I fix it which is kind of the natural response or feeling like oh goodness what you know is it's me it must be me no I love that so if we can all aim to get to that yeah. point in terms of owning yeah. your own power imagine celebrating when someone walks away I love it. It,
0: it and it's fun and it's infectious I now have friends and clients who come to me like oh, on, <laughs> and I'm like yes and I feel like it creates this culture. And if we create a culture where we accept the conditions of repelling to attract, then we actually build up strength and stamina within our system to take up even more space because you only get better at this,
1: right? What about those people that are listening that go, well, that's, you know, as some people do, you know, that's good for you because you're so confident or you're so outgoing or you're so extroverted. I'm shy or I'm an introvert. You know, what if people that label themselves like that? Or I would say limit themselves like that. What do you have to say to them about their version maybe of repelling to attract?
0: Mm, I,
1: I really have deep respect that we have to
0: I never invite anyone to leap. I always go, just get really near your edge and assess what's in it for you. And so when we really look at the disadvantages of how much we stay quiet and hold back and reduce and minimize ourselves in order to prevent loss, if we could really equate how much loss is involved with that for us, it really makes it a lot easier to see that the peace of mind the internal security, the clarity that we have in our internal world is actually more precious than any connection with anyone else. Anything that would jeopardize my peace of mind will not be permitted. And so once we start valuing the peace compared to the inner turmoil, I heard someone say the other day, but I don't like conflict. And I said, when we refuse external conflict, we invite internal conflict. And we create the illusion, right? Women love creating this illusion that they're calm and they're at peace. But when it's fraudulent and when it's a facade and where they're selling a lie that they're deeply in discord with themselves, that revolts me. I find that so uncomfortable. I think the alternative of permitting other people to be uncomfortable around us actually really allows us to find deep comfort within ourselves and if anyone feels that within me they then have permission to give that to themselves and there's nothing more precious in the world so wherever anyone is i was shy i no one knew me i was a wallflower no one knew my name i was indistinguishable um, all throughout my teenage years and my 20s even in business yeah, you know, when I first started, you know, I thought it was incredible from the beginning. I am Australian. I do have a good confidence within myself. But what I've realized is that this idea of being shy is very often a form-based trauma coping response mm. where we tell people we're shy purely to have a social excuse for not asserting our viewpoint in the world. And it's-
1: I, I usually say shy is not a thing
0: <laughs> when people tell me they're shy. Oh no it's not a thing it's a it's a fabrication that gives us
1: permission to stay quiet and not be questioned about it revolting revolting let's go a little bit more on that because that will be that that will repel some people us saying well shy is not a thing just because yeah. we're outgoing and confident so w- w- like what do you what is that what do you mean exactly and i just i'll just jump in first because you talked about um conflict so mm. i'm i you know me i love the personality types i love the human design i love the um strengths finder and all that stuff mm. And Mm -hmm. harmony is in fact, so we all have 34 strengths within us Mm -hmm. and uh, some of them bubble to the top, right? And um, for some people, empathy is really high. And for some people, empathy is actually kind of middle of the road for me. But um, for some people, harmony is really, really high, which means they don't like conflict, which means they naturally will try to be the peacemaker. They'll naturally try to avoid or evade uh, conflict. But sometimes conflict, it it needs to be, some things need to be said. Mm -hmm.
0: And they must be said. And there's certain moments where if we don't, don't say our true feelings in that moment, that will ripple through and cascade into our lives and infiltrate every context. This masculine view of life being linear and segmented and I can act like this in this place, but I can be this person here. It's actually not true. There's a level of resonance to who we are that people can feel from our children at home to our partners and our private lives, to our friends and our clients, they can actually feel when we're guarded or deceptive. And for me, this illusion of being able to posture and put on a facade, we're actually gaslighting others to feel a lack of trust with their own sense, with their own feelings. And that was my whole backstory of of having someone gaslight me out of, believing and trusting what I felt and knew to be true within myself. So I, I can't support any of that. I can't stay a part of it.
1: Looping back to what you said about that person that, you know, th- there was things that just kept showing up for you and in life, right? There's often lessons or people or scenarios that keep coming back in slightly different shapes or sizes, but it's like, Oh my gosh, honestly, but the lesson is there to be learned. Now, obviously you, you learned the lesson can you tell mm. us a little bit more about as much as you want your the destroyed from destroyed to undestroyable and how can we tap into that knowledge and wisdom for ourselves?
0: Mm. I think the repeated comment was really you're wrong. And so anyone listening who has had someone else uh, invalidate their feelings, um, refuse their idea, ignore their opinion, um. But what it leads to is that it actually causes us to distrust our own perspective. So um, when I was little, this was my mother, that as I asserted myself, it would challenge her position and her relationship with herself in a way that was confronting for her. So she would make me wrong and bad and shame me into being quiet to allow her internal narrative to reign supreme. Now, four years ago, I decided to leave the church that I was raised in. So for 36 years, I was born and raised steeped in this religion. And suddenly that deep knowing within myself that my leaders were wrong and that I was in a leadership position where I was needing to enact what they had invited me to do. And I refused. And last year, even abuse came to light in my extended family. And what I knew was wrong was being downplayed and minimized. And I had to, for my own peace, assert that I knew what was wrong and remove myself from it. So each of these pivotal moments with my mother and with church and with my in-laws that repeated assertion that I was wrong caused me such deep self-doubt. I would waver and, if anyone has ever been in such disrepair and and lack of rapport within themselves, I mean, I struggled with eating disorders for 15 years as a consequence. That was just one reflection body dysmorphia Mm. Been a size eight. I've been a size 20 and everything in between. And really it came down to holding myself in so much compassion that I could allow my voice to be right in my world. I respect everyone's opinions. But no one's opinion has permission to reign supreme in my world. <laughs> See you nodding and smiling over there. <laughs> Other than your own opinion? Damn straight. My, okay. my opinion is the ultimate. And mm. I allow that to be put under revised. Like I will allow mm-hmm. myself to stay open minded and I'll be challenged but I will back what I know to be true for myself. And I'll revise that and I'll decide whether I want to adjust it or not because I always want to stay open to learning and growing and hearing other people's perspectives. But when there's an agenda to cause us to feel that we're wrong, it's normally to really allow someone else's inappropriate conduct to reign unquestioned.
1: And I got to jump in there because we have had if we are okay for me to segue so much of that in the last three years. And I don't know how much we want to go down this road, but you know, that, that whole making some people wrong and not being able to question things, which of course is why reality check radio came about. It's like, we can say whatever we want. We can, we can dive deep on some issues. So um, yeah. I mean, do you, did you witness that? I know that you're homeschooling. So you kind of created this beautiful environment for yourself, which I totally um, admire Can, but did you really see that in society
0: yeah I, I yeah was um obviously really deeply shocked and I was the voice that a lot of people asked me for my opinion because I've become someone that people have really trusted and I find a lot of oh, that's a really big role to play with everything that happened in the last few years and I would always come back and say what feels right for you And I think that there's so much graciousness and respect that I would confide in them what my decision was, but I would create space for them to discern what was right for them. And I had people absolutely burst into tears that I would even say what feels right for you rather than just going into a barrage of here's what I've done and here's what I think you should do and blah, 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 blah. And I really have a strong stance on not only backing and standing in my sovereign territory but really honoring and acknowledging the sovereignty of others Mm. I have no permission to instruct or inform their opinion that is for them so for me I actually had to start homeschooling my children because it was so devastating for my daughter's mental health and emotional health. She was deeply impacted. would have anxiety attacks in the morning and did not do well with gates and um, adults, you know, just being, oh, uh, I, I don't even have words. <laughs> I don't even have words for it, but what- Well, I've got
1: the, I've got words, the authoritarian yeah, insanity exactly. that
0: we yeah. experienced. Yeah, thank you. And locked gates and enforced mask wearing just really crushed her and um, she besieged me for homeschool and during the lockdowns she realized that she was learning better because I created a safe environment for her to trust herself and it's been deeply moving you know she used to always color in within the lines and now she's discovered her own way to express her art. This is sovereign. The byproduct of sovereignty is clear expression. That when we're autonomous and in our power and in our truth, well, then beauty. And she was playing with watercolors, and and she can now break rules. And and she went, oh, "Mom, it's accidentally beautiful," and that was really. That shining moment where you realize as a mother that you've really honored your child to invite her into a paradigm of her own sacred self expression that is the byproduct of her sovereignty being honored. I mean, this this has been everything for
1: me. Lisa, as I listen to you, and you guys who you know, if you listen to the start of this, Lisa's a speaker and an author, and obviously you are both of those things. I feel like I want to write down every single word that you say. It's not just the wisdom, it's the The choice of words, the byproduct of sovereignty is clear expression. Like just so many, Mm -hmm. not even golden nuggets. That's not, that doesn't even do justice. I just love listening to you. So I want to, first of all, honor that. Secondly, homeschooling, shout Mm -hmm. out to all the homeschooling parents. Wow. Oh
0: my gosh. And we got a a homeschooling, unschooling exemption. So we do student-led learning where we actually resource and equip and guide our children to explore the topics that they find interesting. And this is really a parallel to business that for me Mm -hmm. and in any part of our lives, when we're in our sovereignty, we can actually find how to express ourselves in ways that bring us delight and nourishment, but also provide value to others. And this is such an exciting time in the world where because of everything that has happened, it's really forced us to define the parameters of our own lives and find apertures for our own pure expression, who enjoys that, who can appreciate it, who rejects it and reviles it. That data is so clarifying to help us to deepen in to this sacred vein of our authentic expression in the world.
1: I've seen some of your stuff on Facebook and I'm going to ask you you know pe- where people can follow you in a second, but what is some, a project or something that you've been working on? I saw a photo of something recently. What, what have you guys been up to in your house with your homeschooling? Something that stands out to you?
0: I think what stands out is you spoke about warrior before and my daughter is having an archery lesson soon and she has been learning about stunt um, sword fighting. And she was learning the attack moves. There's eight classic sword fighting attack moves. And she also got taught the eight (laughs) classic defense moves. And what was hilarious for me was that she didn't like the defense moves. She kept on wanting to attack. (laughs) And and that made me giggle because sometimes we need to learn how to take up our space and, and, and push ourselves out into the world. And sometimes we need to learn how to defend and how to hold our position. And so ultimately she did find her defense positions as well. And that is ultimate power coming back to owning our power Mm. is that if we can express ourselves and assert ourselves into the world as powerfully as we can defend and back our own position,
1: we are undestroyable. Oh, I like that. I think that's such a great analogy because you're right. Some people, it's more natural for them to be on the attack and that is the position they're in and then suddenly they'll come at you. And and then other people, it's more defensive, but they never put themselves, they're never, whatever, courageous enough to put themselves out there actually. And it's interesting, like I had this moment last week where I put something on my personal Facebook page. I actually put it on my business Facebook page, Up Your Brave with Natalie Cutler Welsh. I was saying, if you're um, curious about the trans agenda and freedom versus violence, um, have a listen to Marie's show, which was on at that time. And I just put the link. Nobody, not a one person commented on my my business page. Mm. On my personal page, it went bananas, Mm. but it went bananas in the way that I had a few people come out of the woodwork And do the old righteous kind of shamey comment. I don't even think they listen to the show. I think they just wanted to chime in. And it's that thing where it's like, I was like, curious to know, have you posted about this on your own page? Like they'll come onto your turf and they'll just, you know, stir up the the, the shizzle. But do they have the confidence or the conviction to actually say something on their own, on their own territory. It's, it's interesting. Humanity fascinates me and it continues to do so.
0: <laughs> and, and this is it. The receptivity to be able to hear other viewpoints and inquire deeper, mm. to be confronted by our own not knowingness and, and actually receive an education rather than leaning into our bias and assumptions Um, this is really how we amplify our power in the world because the more informed we are, the more compassion we can hold and the
1: more self-honoring we can be of our sovereignty and the
0: sovereignty of others.
1: Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Um, I wanted to ask you a few other questions, but let's go to the two that I love to ask all my guests. This Mm -hmm. one is, it's about upping your brave. So can you share with us one time in the last year where you've... um, done something, you've achieved something or overcome something to truly up your brave?
0: Mm. I think I find that my bravery and courage in my professional life is always an extension of what I do in my personal life when no one's looking and when no one's around. And we had a property that we had renovated and it was my first home and it was where we were going to retire and And yeah, we lived there for five years and suddenly the conditions around that property were unsafe and I didn't have any peace. And so we just, we gave up that property. And this is where, when we feel destroyed that we can't have what we wanted or we can't be who we've always been, when we really intentionally and precisely destroy a little part, it really does allow us to move through and find passage. So for me, the bravery to give up something that was so intrinsically precious to me helped me to realize that obviously our genuine home is within and my home is my truth. So if I give up my truth in order to hold on to an external property, there is no peace around that for me. So I really hold myself in the deepest grace that I, I fell apart. I literally fell apart. And then you see it. And you, you really witness yourself in your grief and you find who you become when you let go of the thing that you thought you would never let go of. Mm.
1: Did you, did you have other magic or opportunities and things happen as a result of that? Like, you know how they say life doesn't happen to you. It happens for you. Yeah. Once you did let go, did you, did things, were things better? I think what happened is
0: when I let go, I realized it was the last piece where I wanted someone else to do something for me that I wasn't willing to do for myself. I think we create these little agreements with one another where to compensate for our lack of bravery and courage, we beg and beseech others to perform roles and fulfill functions that we're unwilling to do for ourselves. So it it birthed my grace and my conviction. And this year, I've never been in so much demand. Mm-hmm. My events are growing every month. I now host Feminine Business Connection in four cities and mm-hmm. have leaders that have taken over three cities because they're growing so beautifully. I, I know that there is the divine law of compensation, that when we sacrifice and give one thing up, we're kind of over and above blessed in other ways. And the thing is, is that we just don't know what it's going to be. So that trust yeah life is really what's tested and i'm here deeply intertwined with sacred reverence for life and where it's taking me i have implicit trust and that makes me incredibly brave and ferocious in the world because i'll let go of anything that would seek to dull my peace
1: you are so courageous and brave and this is so good to have this show off the back of last week's show if you guys missed it that we did the power of courage last week um and we had bruce lipton interview um and we had two others as well we had philippa ross and we had sonia cortez so check that out as well if you haven't listened to it um lisa i want to ask you i'm going to come back to your bucket list but you mentioned that you're doing these events around the country and of course we have an audience all across new zealand and further afield so can you let us know what's coming up for you like where can people find you follow you or come to your event work Mm -hmm. with you further how can they do that
0: Mm, Instagram would be the best place. Uh, Lisa is L-Y-S-A, Lisa Black. And this is where I'm hosting the first Friday of every month is in Westgate. That's where our Auckland community grabbers. People travel from two hours. They make it a monthly ritual to get clear and present with themselves, to be in a reciprocal environment where they're heard, seen, celebrated, supported. It's an absolute revolution. And, and there is such shock from people that come for the first time. And they say, I've never seen women celebrating women like this. Mm-hmm. So this is why it's growing so quickly. And the second week is in Hamilton. Our third week, I zoom in for the wider Upper Wellington community. And the fourth week, I travel up to Fangereh. Okay. And the host there with our new leader, Darlene Perks, who this community is now four years old. So it was where it began, but Auckland is growing exponentially. We had, yeah, 37 people this last month. It was, the room was filled. So this is the place where people come to experience what I call heart magic, which is the synchronicity and the profound realization that when you show up in your truth, It is time to be loved, seen, celebrated and sought after just for being who you really are, which is so effortless and so magical.
1: I didn't realize you did all that every month every month nat oh my goodness i'm gonna i'm definitely gonna be at the next auckland one and um that's amazing okay so everyone we're gonna put the links um i can i'll do it on my facebook page as well if you guys want to find information about that so instagram's the place okay do you also have a website yes lisablack.com okay easy amazing let's go to the bucket list so as you guys know i have this segment called bucket list busters where i we basically help people to tick things off their bucket list it's like why wait till you're about to die let's do it now so um lisa is there's anything that you've got on your bucket list that maybe the uh the reality check radio community can help you with
0: So many things come to mind. I think that the biggest desire I've always had is to gather with people in a room and allow them to confide their vulnerable truth in others. And my dream is to host a 100-person event. The energy that gathers in this circular spiraling fashion it lifts everyone simultaneously because the moment that someone takes up space, stands in their truth and sheds their own shame to claim who they really are, it's so deeply infectious. Everyone is really impacted in a way that they more deeply and completely show up. So that's what these events are gearing up towards is really allowing me to stand in what I know is my call to hold space for the feminine to be seen with reverence regard and respect
1: okay so on your bucket list is to run a 100 person person event event. I love it okay well let's see what we can do we'll spread the word amazing so um I just wrote that down too what do you show to claim you who you truly are (laughs) Oh, I can't read my writing. I can't read my writing something. What did you say? Oh, shed your shame. Okay, here we go. Shed your shame to claim who you truly are. So many good quotables here with you, Lisa Mm. today. Um, amazing. Okay. So we're getting to the end before we wrap things up. Is Mm. there anything else you want to share with our lovely audience around the topic, which is from destroyed to undestroyable and owning your power?
0: Mm. I guess my admonition and, um, I guess the greatest gift I've ever given myself is to authorize my heart in my inner world. And so that would really be my sacred offering to any listener who has doubted themselves, procrastinated, teetered on the edge back and forth with wavering fear of how they will be received, how they offer, how their life, how their choices, their body, their appearance, their voice will be received who we are is so sacred and it can only reach our kindred authorize your heart to
1: be the sovereign leader and take up your space amazing such valuable words so people remember to own your own power take up your own space and thank you so much lisa for joining us today
0: Oh, I knew I'd love dancing with you. Thank you so much, Nat, for the voices that you allow to be heard, the space you create, for alternate views and the conviction that you stand in for your own incredibly brave life and your invitation for everyone to up their brave. Thank goodness you're in this world.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much, Lisa. See you. Well, there it is, the interview with Lisa. I hope you enjoyed that. She's got so many amazing phrases and her languaging I just find so rich. Um, A few little summary points that we pulled out there is what Lisa says, you know, when you hear a dissenting voice in your head, write it down and reflect on who told you that. So these are some of her tips that she wants for you to take away with you. Also, the topic of self-validation and heart authorization are incredibly freeing superpowers. So validating yourself and not needing somebody else to tell you that you're doing a good job or that you're a good girl is going to be so powerful for you or a good boy, of course. Um and she does these in-person events, so definitely go and check those out on her website or on her Instagram. And Lisa says feminine business relies on experience to confirm credibility, not just credentials alone. And you know, a lot of us, all of us have been through interesting experiences in different ways over the past few years, but coming back to owning your own power, being who you are. And, you know, one of the things that resonated with me in Lisa's talk when she talked about, you know, she really, it doesn't really impact her what other people think as much um, as it used to. And one of the phrases, I remember I was speaking at this event in Wellington and it was um, HRNZ, you know, toward the human resources, the room of about 200 people. And someone asked me about the question of, Confidence, and I often do get asked about confidence, and and here's what I said, and what I usually do say, is number one, I don't believe in perfection, so that makes things easier for me because I'm not, I'm never trying to be perfect because that's just not my jam, so that makes life slightly easier. Uh, but number two, and this is a phrase I use a lot, of course I care what other people think and think of me, but I care what I think more. So to, to bring that down to a shorter version, my message to you really is care what you think more. It doesn't mean what you think is more important than what others think, but when it comes to yourself and you're owning your own power, I feel, it's my personal opinion, that is more important to care about what you think of yourself and really owning that than worrying about what other people will think. Because that's when people fall into comparisonitis and imposter syndrome and and never really being who they are, watering themselves down and all the things like that. And as you can tell from Lisa, she is not one to water herself down. She is one to truly shine. And that's been a journey for her. And it's also been a journey for me. There was a time when I did water myself down because I felt like I was a bit too much or whatever. But um, I, I really invite you and anybody to shine your light bright, You know, be that lighthouse, be who you are. And by living a high vibration life and being who you are, that really gives others permission to do the same. And that's a great, hopefully, a great takeaway lesson for everybody. You've been listening to Up Your Brave with Natalie cutler Welsh on RCR, Reality Check Radio.